live from Indianapolis, Indiana. Welcome to the Crossroads Sports Radio Show, presented by Scott K. Nichols and State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your hosts, Brandon Reef and Jonathan Birdsong. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Crossroads Sports Radio, episode number 200, <clears throat> 277. And I'm your host, Brandon Reef. Be joined momentarily by my co-host, Jonathan Birdsong. We are giving you a special Tuesday night episode. Tuesday night, myself, JB, uh, we've got a lot to recap. We've got the NFL from this past weekend. We've got Colts Patriots over in Germany. We've got news and notes from around the NFL, games from around the NFL, college football, big college football week going on. Uh, we've got college football to talk about. We've got pick them, pick them. Uh, from last week, pick them to this week. We've got that to talk about. We've got NBA news and notes, Pacers update. We got college basketball. College basketball is the swinging right now. Champions Classics tonight. Uh, Duke and Michigan State, Kansas, Kentucky. Nothing better than that. But I guess one thing better than that. I, I can't do this show on my own. So here's my co-host, Jonathan Birdsong. JB, how are you? Oh, man, doing just fine, man. You are so kind, man, but that's not true, man. Brandon Reeve, like, listen, y'all, Brandon Reeve did this show before. Uh, I even came on the show, man, so I do appreciate the love that Brandon Reeve said. He can't do the show by himself, man. That's, that's cap, but no, man, it's it's good to be back, man. You know, uh, you know how the week goes by so fast, man. You know, um, Tuesday know night show. Lot to talk about. Tuesday night show. Well, I mean, still, you know, Tuesday night show, but like, uh, still goes by so fast. And like, uh, dude, I know we got a lot to talk about, and I do. I can't wait till we start talking about college football because like, it don't stop on the weekend, does it? College football goes from Friday to Saturday, and like, football just kind of just takes, and then it kind of bleeds into the NFL. Like, man, but uh, give us the official official rundown. Yeah, absolutely, John. Uh... Big show tonight. Uh, Tanner, I don't know if we're going to have Tanner call in tonight. Uh, schedules have kind of kind of been a little different for him, so likely won't have Tanner tonight. But we'll get his picks and put him on. But John, I want to start. I want to start right in to the NFL. Um, the recap, some of the NFL stuff. Colts, Patriots, the evil empire, the New England Patriots, what's left of them, the shell of the former self, played in Germany. Uh, John, it was an ugly game. Needless to say, but the Germans, the Germans are probably pissed with what the product does that we gave them over there. Colts win, but it's an ugly win. Minshew looked terrible uh, over there. Not as bad as Mac Jones, but uh, John, it just uh, bad football around. But in the end, all that matters when you look at it, it's going to be who got the dub, and uh, it's uh, it's the Colts over the Patriots. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you know what I'm saying, from a fan base and, and from a from a team standpoint, you take the win, so win in the win column. The AFC South is still uh, up for grabs in, in, in that regard, even though I, I, think the, I do believe the Texans – no, no, it's still up for grabs, man, you know what I'm saying, mathematically, right? So, you know, you have a competitive football team uh, in Indianapolis. But here, here's the thing, though, Brandon, like it, it was it was a hot mess on so many levels, you know? And and you 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 speak to the people that was there and watched it, like the German Brandon, they were doing the daggone wave, man. Like listen, yo, they're like, listen, this is a yeah. this is a I heard Wonderwall and Country Roads play. 
Come on, Brad. This the NFL then sold a primetime NFL old school rivalry, the Indianapolis Colts versus New England Patriots. You didn't sold this over here to the German people, man. And they booked they they got a they got a full house with like fifty five thousand people there or fifty four thousand, something crazy like that, right, Brandon? But like listen, man, what I don't know, man. I got. I still. I was asked, man. What a, you know, what I'm saying a guy I work with, man. He asked me. He said, man, find out like how much what's the split, like how much the NFL get versus like you know, what I'm saying in the, in the uh, networks and get because that's interesting, right? Because like outside of that, man, that game was gross. Gardner Minshew looked like a like he looked like a backup. Mac Jones got benched. Man, I couldn't believe it. I just like you know, Bill Belichick second guessing the third guessing himself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the kid Zappy throws a, uh, a pick, but like man, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, is, he probably won't go back on the field ever again as a, as a New England Patriot. But uh, like, no nah, man, from from a, from a, from a, from a coach standpoint, if you if you root for that team, man, you take that win, and and like I said, you walk into into the bye bye week, hoping that Gardner Minshew can get the the jitters out of his happy feet, man, because man, he looked like a a different quarterback uh, in these last couple of starts. Yeah, he did. John did kind of give you some notes. The, 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 the NFL played in Germany last year and they had just the one game last year over there. It was the Bucks and the Seahawks. Um, and if you look, I'm looking back now of the economic impact of the inaugural game that was in Germany um, last year, that one game generated over $77 million for the host city of Munich. 77 mil wow. for the city. Wow. Uh, comes out to 70 million euros. So, and that was just for one game. And you got to think they've had a game for two weeks there now, back to back weeks. So $140 million possibly. Um, Yeah. And uh, another thing I found, John, it says, uh, let's see if it'll let me read it all the way through. It may try to give me, it may give me a paywall here. Um, Oh, yeah. VIP tickets for the, for the game. um, For the first one was over $3,000 for VIP tickets um, for that game. And it's just, it's crazy because Kansas City, Expects to generate more than one one point five million dollars in revenue this year from sponsorships and others from the Germany mm-hmm. deal, um, and 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 the, the teams are expected to make over a million dollars themselves, even the Colts. Um, but yeah, so Frankfurt, it'll be interesting to see when those numbers come out of how much money Frankfurt got out of this. It, I tell you, the game was in October last year. The report finally came out in May of this year. So we probably got to wait until next May to get the report on the final numbers for what the economic impact was for the Colts game. You got to also remember it's a smaller, it's a smaller arena too, a smaller venue. So that may have something to do with it. Right. So like a one-time venue is getting like 80 million, you know, saying if you round up between 70, and $80 million. That's crazy. John, the Colts are, uh, Colts are going on a bye week this week. So they they flew back home. Bye week, feeling good about themselves. Um, yeah, so it, 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 you kind of got what you want right now, John. If you could tell me, you lo- at the beginning of the season, you lose your starting quarterback, 
You've had issues with your starting running back for the first part of the season. You're right. five and five, uh, and you're going on bye week, and you're only two games out of the division. I think you'd be pretty happy hearing hearing that, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty, they are. I mean, you know, they still got a little bit issues with uh, you know one of their own higher paid uh, defensive, you know, some defensive backs and Shaq Leonard, but you know, he's upset, John. But he ain't playing worth a shit. Well, is he complaining about the? He can't. Now listen here, man. He can't be complaining about the the system because other guys in the system are eating, man. The, the secondary looks good, doesn't it? Uh yes, it did. But also, I'm gonna look back the last two weeks who the quarterbacks have been. Hey, man, you gotta play. Stop that, Brand. You gotta play who's on your on your team. And hell, listen. Parallel that same. CD Lamb is talking about he's the best wide receiver after playing the New York Giants. Come on, man. I mean, his his stats showed it there, but uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, looking around games, other games for the league. Uh, Bears did. No, go ahead. Hold on, Brandon. Shaq Miller, he's not happy because of what his playing time or his impact on the game. He's feeling like he's not being. For his talent and his value is not being best used how it should be. All right, man. Well, then how how ugly does he really want this to get this break up to get? Because just go ahead and say you want to break up from the coach. The writing's on the wall. It's coming. So right. We'll see. Um, Bears beat the Panthers sixteen thirteen on Thursday night. I didn't catch. I didn't catch any of this game, John. Um, on Thursday night, I was, you know, and that'll be a whole nother story we'll talk about, but I was at the Undertaker's, uh, one dead man show on Thursday night. So we'll kind of, I want to recap that a little bit. Remind me later on. I do want to talk a little bit. I'm not going to talk all of it because it was, uh, it was a cool, cool place. You couldn't have your cell phones out. Your cell phones had to be in pouches and locked away and your electronics Uh and all that stuff. So I don't want to give all the stories away, uh, at least on the air. Now, personally, when me and you off air, I'll tell you all of them because it was an amazing two two hours with Taker. But um, Uh I didn't get to catch any of this game, so I expected the Bears to come out and and win this game. Um, You know, Badgett threw for 162 yards. Foreman had 80 yards rushing. They're getting ready to get uh, Herbert back this next year or next week. Um, in fact, they probably took the wrong guy because C.J. Stroud is being talked in the MV. He's not going to win it, but he's being in that MV, NFL MVP talk. Yeah, that, they I, picked- I, don't know how crazy, I don't really know how crazy that is, man, but he, he doesn't turn the ball over at a high rate. He does not. He, for, for a rookie quarterback, what you expect, you know, it's that high turnover. Now, is that the quarterback or the system? system? Yeah, so if Bryce right, Young was right. in Houston system, what would it look like? I well, I I think with that though, Brandon, it's a little unfair, man. Like they they weighed they they gave up a lot. Yep. And thinking and not knowing that they needed still a lot to have around Bryce Young to be successful. Okay. Um, who's who, who does he have a, any? What's the run game look like for the Carolina Panthers? Right, stinks. What's the what's the wideouts look like for Carolina Panthers? They stink. What's the tight ends look like? I could go on so on and so forth. So, we, yeah, we put a lot whole lot on Bryce Young's head, but like hell, Coach Frank Wright, Brandon, it, it sounded like he took that job because he didn't want to be unemployed. 
You know what I mean? I don't blame him. So, be, what, I mean, I don't blame him because, like, you know what I'm saying, they, all the money is green. But, like, he gets in there and I say, well, I, I, I didn't really want him. But, like, man, how did you not want him with the, all the year evaluations in the offseason? Y'all moved up to get him. Y'all made that deal with Chicago. And, you know what I'm saying, to, 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 to move up. And, and what, well, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and away you go. So, uh, Brandon, this, the, 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 the grading on this season – just remember, a couple of years ago, man, people kind of doubted what Jaguars were going to do, right? And if and if the you know what I'm saying homie goalie locked down there could play, and you know what I'm saying yeah. it, it just going I think it's just going to take some time. You know what I'm saying they got they got to get you know what I'm saying an offensive tackle, they got to get a left you know what I'm saying oh, a left tackle, you know what I'm saying a running game. You know what I'm saying they got they got to get special at, at the other positions as well too, man. Before we can just totally we we I mean, Brand, we we waiting on the black money for when Frank Wright gets fired anyway. That's what we are waiting on. So, you know, yeah. the Chicago, if Chicago had the Chicago didn't win that game, it'd have been real questions. But like, no, nah, man, you know, I can't wait to hear about this Undertaker conversation. Oh, it's it's oh, so many stories, so many stories. Um, talk about coming back from the dead. Besides the Undertaker, John Baltimore. Pissed down their leg at the end of the game at home, and and the and the Cleveland Browns give me the Undertaker meme from Twitter. Undertaker sits up. Uh, Cleveland wins thirty three thirty one over the Browns. Good Lamar, bad Lamar. How many times have we talked about that this year? Man, stop, man. I feel like a prophet, man. Because now, like all the you know, what I'm saying the ESPNs of the world, the Fox Sports of the world are talking about when Lamar not do the tail. It's been on tape forever. When right. when does he not throw an interception in a big time game? It's not like that Prescott because like you kind of alluded to it, and I cannot still agree with you. I agree with you, Brandon. Like you said, the Ravens will stay close in the games to where Lamar will, you know, saying with his legs or or with like with his dynamicism, right? If that's the word, make a play. Well, sometimes like you, just, like you allude to as well, high risk, high reward, man. And unfortunately, man, there's a lot of high reward plays. I mean, it's a high risk plays where he it didn't go that way, and again it's happened again, man, man. But and Brandon, that's the game they needed, and like I, it, you know, mathematically, man, this AFC, this AFC North thing, and probably the potential of all of the AFC is going to come down to like a game, a half game here or there. Yeah, it's it's while Baltimore seven and three, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Both six and three, and the Bengals at five and four. Uh, we'll go Bengals real quick. John, Lu- man, just when we thought they're turning the corner, the Bengals lose. Uh, they lose to the Houston Texans, thirty to twenty-seven. Uh, wild, wild, wild NFL. Yeah, wild, wild with NFL, man. Uh, the homie down there in Texas probably is, is probably flirting with. Uh, potential coach of the year, man, because that remember that last two seasons, man, nobody wanted the Houston Texans job. They had a quarterback didn't want to be there, and you know, what I'm saying that was a whole big controversy and all that. But like now, Houston Texans is, is dude. The Houston Texans are over the Tennessee Titans and the Colts, are they not? And yeah, and, and it's definitely as far as the division concerned, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, man, that was bad. That was a bad showing. Against they San got uh, we and we thought they would get stomped. Me and you both well, picked he, the 49ers. I, well, even though well, I thought they lose. I didn't think they. I didn't think it'd be a bad showing like that, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they scored three points, three points all total, man. They couldn't move. They couldn't do anything. 
uh, other than let Brock Purdy like throw, throw touchdowns on him, man. But like, nah, man. I, and hell, and then McCaffrey, he's the only one that didn't score. I think it's right. up to that effect, man. Everybody scored, man. So uh, Jacksonville yeah. still got some things kind of ironed out. But like, man, all the AFC South, man. Who knew, man? It's, 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 it's competitive, and like I said, the total AFC is like I said, it's probably gonna come down to like one. Uh, as far as playoffs, you know what I'm saying, contentions, concerns, but come, come, come down to like one, one and a half game, two games, separating whoever wins the division versus whoever gets in or whoever don't get in. I need you to apologize for a team, John, because whoa, you, whoa, you got oh yeah, first. you owe a team an apology. Who, who I got to say sorry to? Minnesota. You owe an apology because you left this team for dead, that they were done, it was don't a wrap. Everybody was either hurt and out. You owe the Minnesota Vikings, who are six and four. You owe them an apology because with Josh Dobbs, they're out here winning. The Steeler, they're out here winning one for the Gipper, man. They're out here winning one for the Gipper, man. That dude's on the sideline. Kirk Cousins out here like Ronald Reagan was, and you know what I'm saying, Notre Dame playing. What was he playing? New Rockney or something like that, man. He's out here winning one for the Gipper, man. Minnesota, you know what I'm saying? They allowed to get that wild card still. Yeah, Minnesota's going crazy. Josh Dobbs, former Steeler, he's just out there, and it gives Minnesota a lot more versatility, and now they have to think about, now they're kind of in that playoff spot where they're thinking, Justin Jefferson, do we bring him back or not? Right now they are the seventh seed, um, so they would be taking on their rivals from the north, the Detroit Lions, uh, in the first round of the playoffs right now if the playoffs start. Hey, hold on, man. You, you said the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can't believe that's who you owe apology to, man. All that stuff. No, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All that no. stuff you put on their name, Mike, on, on Mike Canada, John, Matt Canada. John, Go ahead. it's still there. It's still there. Don't, don't, it, it, listen, this, this, this Steelers team is the first team in NFL history through their first nine games they have been out yardaged for offensive yards every game of the season, and they're still six and three somehow. Uh, first time in NFL history, a team is six and three after getting out yardaged every single game of the year. Defense win championships, man. That's all I can tell you. Well, uh, that is true. Tomlin did say today that he needs more from Pick. More for Kenny. Um, they are starting Jalen Warren now. They've announced today they are going to start Jalen Warren over Najee Harris, which right now they're both getting good, good equal opportunity. And you know what, John? They rushed for 150 yards last week against the Packers. When's the last time that happened in a Steeler game? It's been a long time because the run game has sucked and the pass game has sucked, and we've gotten lucky on something. Um, the Steelers win 23 19 over the Packers. Uh, Jordan Love, he looked so, all right. He looked all right that game. Two eighty nine, two touchdowns, right. two picks. The way I look at it, man, they're Pittsburgh is concerned. The inner, inner brain starts with Pittsburgh concerned when they have to level up and play high high power offensive teams or teams that can equal their defensive intensity. And it's coming. You know what I'm saying? Right, and and we know it, right. They they know it's coming down the pipeline and. Right, they need more. They need Kenny. Oh my goodness, man! Like, dude, like, there's a lot of bad quarterback play, man. man what's going on? Yeah, Matt a lot Jones, of that. That kid, that kid, in New, um, 
Zach Wilson, Kenny Pickett is not. I mean, he's. I mean, I'm, I'm just talking young quarterback play where guys I, I thought were kind of like aired out, and it's it's not it's necessarily not it's not translating. Either the game is going too fast for him, or the offense that, that the offense coordinator is putting these guys putting guys in, man, it's, it's not complimentary. Or I, I don't know, Brandon. I, I will give you. Young, I, go ahead. I think you were a young quarterback. I'm gonna get this point out. I think it, I think it's different now. When you're a young quarterback, they always say you gotta have a good running game. I think you also gotta have a good tight end. To be a safety net for him. Well, and Freimuth's been out for the last, like, six weeks. He's still in the IR, which it looks like he might be coming back this week, Tomlin said today in his presser. But I I know I I gave you my vote of confidence in Pickett early in the season, early in the year. But I also, we're on week 10 now. We just finished week 10. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games left. Um. I need to see in these final eight games some improvement in the stat categories from Kenny. Not just, damn it, not just in the fourth quarter. I, I We can't keep just hanging in there for three quarters and on, and then, all right, fourth quarter, let's play, let's do our thing. I need more from Kenny. And there is a poor part of me, John, that says by the end of this season, if I don't see it, Maybe maybe he's not the guy. And that's the first time I'm ever saying that. But you can't go out here against a Green Bay Packers team that's struggling and you throw for 126 yards. 14 to 23 for 126 yards. The week before, 160 yards. Like, there's got to be more substance than that for what for what the hell you're, you're throwing at. And, and week eight, when they uh, – Jacksonville – he threw for a hundred, or he threw for seventy-three yards because he got hurt in the game. But I, I gotta see more, John. The Rams game, he threw for two thirty, but he's getting progressively worse in yardage right now, and that's a concern to me. Right. Now, I, listen, people need to relax because people seem to think, right. yeah, people seem to think with me like, oh, now you think the Steelers going to win? The Super-? No, 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 Steelers ain't going to win the Super Bowl. No, no, no. This this team is this team is not built to win a Super Bowl. The offense is god awful. Um, we're 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 beating the teams right now that you need to beat, and that's kind of where we are right now with this team. Um, but Kenny's got to prove more. Yeah, this is getting to the end of the season. I'm going to be wondering is this is this really the guy? Um, because there's going to be some other people out there that I don't know if you go and take a chance on them or not. What you could do possibly. Um, if you look at this, so schedule for this week, they play at Cleveland this week. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Cincinnati. They played six of the first nine games at home, by the way. So let's 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 think about that real quick. They're six and three. They played six of their first nine at home. So this is where the road test is going to be now. At Cleveland, at Cincinnati. That's two division games back to back that you got to deal with. And then you're home against the Cardinals. John, you agree that's that's a must win. You have to beat the Cardinals um, in that, and that's yeah, in December. And then week 14, you're home on Thursday night, five days later. Five days later on Thursday night, you're home against the Patriots. That's another must win. So that's putting you at right. eight wins. Yeah, that puts you at eight wins there. And then the next week, you're on the road in Indianapolis. 
I'm not saying it's a must win, but if you really want to do anything and you want momentum, I feel like you got to beat the Colts in Indianapolis. Just the way the kind of Colts' season has gone, right? Got to be Indianapolis. Right. right, and to add on to kind of what I just said, man, because Cleveland, they ain't go- Cleveland's defense is pretty darn good, man, and and they, they ain't going nowhere. And I still expect a surge out of Cincinnati. They they might go seesaw where they win yeah. one, lose one, win two. Pittsburgh has but not played I, Cincinnati yet this year, so we still got two more games with them in the final eight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of more football left to play. Mm-hmm. So Kenny's Kenny's got. I got to see more, and I'm giving him nine games to figure it out before I give my assessment if it's a vote of confidence of yes. Or if I think it's time to kind of be looking elsewhere, I, I still have faith in him, and it's only his second year, and his right. first full full season. But um, you got to figure something out. Got to figure something out. And the Steelers only right now three wins away from uh, from having that over five hundred record again. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, John, probably the, one of the best games of the week. Lions beat the Chargers 41-38 last second. Lions marching on to 7-2. and two. <laughs> I know. I know for a fact our sponsor, Scott K. Nichols, State Farm Insurance, loves the fact that the Detroit Lions are the number one team in the NFC North Division and are looking at potentially hosting a playoff game, right? Uh, all those things, kind of positivity kind of going on. Uh, with that, with that uh, team in that city, uh, you just got to kind of tip your hat to them. They kind of deserve. They had a lot of heartbreakers last year. If you want to compare uh, last year versus this year, uh, close. They had a lot of close game heartbreakers. Where you know, what I'm saying and like now they've got, you know, saying, uh, you know, saying staff su- supporting around. It's still a little hokey to me, Brad. You know, saying sometimes they go too too much for it on, on fourth down, and sometimes their special teams. You know, saying. You know, he, uh, you know, what I mean, it's still, you know, what I mean, you, you brand, you, you still print a little, a little brand of footballs look a little bit too close to the edge, I would say, right? Uh, but like, no, nah, man, they're winning, and you, you can't take no away from that. Uh, yeah, uh, the home, and then the home, the kid from Michigan, Hutchinson, again, he's having a good, pretty good season as well, man. Uh, so like, no, nah, man, they're hitting on all cylinders, man. No pun intended. Uh, to the auto industry out there uh, up in Detroit, man. But like, yeah, man, the, the Lions. I'm not gonna roar or anything, Brandon. But if I was if I was a fan, I would be roaring. Uh, but I uh, dare. How about them Cowboys, John? Forty nine seventeen over Tommy DeVito, the the man, the Italian from Long man. Island, lives at home with his parents man. still. Cowboys roll. Dak four hundred yards. Man. Give him some respect. <laughs> she laughs that after this game, she laughs that he's the best receiver in the National Football League. Man, I was like, wow! Eleven man, catches on fourteen targets for one hundred and fifty-one yards and a tutty. That was pretty good. That was that was the lead performance, man. But I don't know, man. He Probably still wasn't the lead receiver on his team. Right, he wasn't. He wasn't. Brandon Cooks, so. one hundred and seventy-three yards, but. Cowboys look good, John. They're winning the games they need to win. I know. You feel good. You feel good in your gut long-term about the Dallas Cowboys, you know what I'm saying, potentially upsetting the apple cart uh, either in Philadelphia, uh, you know what I'm saying, sometimes, you know what I'm saying, later on in the season. Um, they still are the, you know, second or third best team. I have to, you know what I'm saying, if you got to switch I got fans, though, then it, go ahead. Yeah, I got them 10-3 going into December 10th. Ten and three. I got to win the next four four games in a row. 
like you said, Kenny Pickett got to show you something. They got to show me more. Because Man. Sunday, December 10th is Sunday night football, and the, uh, the, 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 the evil big brother is coming to town, Philly. The evil big brother. Okay. Well, we'll see so what happens then. So there's a lot of winning in between there, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, John, I mean, you look at it real quick. I'll roll through. You play at Carolina. <laughs> right. Win. Um, you play home against the Commanders on Thanksgiving. Could be a slip up there, man. You're home the Thursday night game. You're at home against nah, the Seahawks. Nah. Could be a slip up and there, then, man. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, nah, you, uh, could they? They could, man. Let's talk about this. Did you see Detroit? Did y'all be talking about the Broncos? You went the other way. I told you. I had. I took Denver, buddy. Broncos country, let's ride. Oh my God, you need to play Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride, Broncos. Broncos win 24-22. Josh Allen and the Bills. They fired Ken Dorsey today. Uh, they had 12 men on the field on the last play. It, it just, it, you're. Oh, I watched that collapse. Last, well, n- no lie, I woke up with about four minutes to go. I fell asleep the start of the fourth, and I woke. With four minutes to go, watch the final four. Um, and uh, John, I just Broncos kicking rough. <laughs> I said, when are they gonna fire the coach? Because you can fire all the coaches, man. Like, man, that's not good, man. Buffalo, are you Buffalo the one that told me that you, you, you think the, the problem could be Josh Allen, too? I think it's internally. I think they really they they did have a. Uh, Is he the guy? They had, they had a uh, a players only meeting. Okay. And I Ooh. think that I think they have an internal problem where maybe guys don't like one another. But Is he, he the guy? Like he got a lot of fumbles, man, and a lot of big time. I'm like. Interceptions is one thing, Brandon, and those are unacceptable. But then you got interceptions and fumbles. What is that? What is like, I mean, that's not good, Do man. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. They went away from the they, going into the playoffs. Going into the playoffs, you have to choose one of these two quarterbacks to yeah. lead your team. Are you choosing Josh Allen or are you choosing Dak Prescott? That might be a good trivia question. Oh wow! Oh man, that's a hurtful. Uh, go it's not hurtful. Playoffs. I think it's a great debate. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on You're our Facebook thing right now. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the edge in the playoffs. He almost had to go with Josh Allen, man. But like the what's uh, I'm gonna say. Da- I'm gonna say Dak right now because they use, he usually has a better bounce back game. And Buffalo, Buffalo, I get it. This is a little bit harder of a, of a opponent. Uh, but like, no, man, Buffalo should. This is definitely a game they should have, you know, say at home. At home, this is not on the road. I, I, no, nah, man, they should have won this game, man. So like, no, nah, man, I, I, I would say Dallas and Dak Prescott. Okay. We just put it on. Uh, just put it on Facebook a minute ago. So we'll we'll see what kind of responses yeah, look good. Josh Allen's um, not looking good. No, he's not, John, and it's. I wonder how much is him and how much is the 
the the system maybe I I, I don't know it's uh, but they really don't have they really don't have a hell of a running game at all whatsoever no. you know what I'm saying uh, um, now uh, nah, he he's targeting his the dig thing is like you know it's, it's oh like when they put it on scientifically on paper man he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't he overlooks things. It's almost like it might be yeah. personal. Right. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Man, real quick, I'm just looking. just saw a score come apart. Big Ten. Big Ten basketball, John, real quick. Man, they need to figure it out. Need to figure it out. Figure it out quick. Right now they got the Gavit games going on. Um, you know, Purdue had a big win last night. I'll, this is real quick. We got the Champions Classic right Duke and Michigan State, they're tied at 12, but uh, Providence, the Friars, who lost their coach, Ed Cooley, who went to Georgetown, right. uh, 10 minutes ago, second half, Providence 51, Wisconsin 33. They're down by 20. Oh, man. Wisconsin? Yeah. Damn, man. And, and another thing I put on Twitter yesterday, people need to relax because Villanova is not the Villanova that has been there. Jay Wright's retired. The The cupboard is starting to become bare, and I think it showed very clear last night when Penn beat. Now, Penn Quakers are decent, but they went into the Postradia, and they beat Villanova last night. So, uh, But, uh, yeah, just, just saw that score across. Yeah, I expected more from Patino. <laughs> well, they get they 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 got to get he got to get the team buy in. They'll figure it out. I mean, while we're real quick, while we're on basketball, yeah. Are we are we a little? I'll get I'll have to get uh, Nick Peterson on the call. Oh. But is uh, are we a little concerned what's going on down in Bloomington? Because if you're just beating the the Bobby Knight's team barely, Army. And we're celebrating it like it's, and we're going crazy. Let's. There's some problems down there, man. It looks like a six-man rotation down in Bloomington. Brandon, they were supposed to be a 26-point favorite over Army. And whoever they, they played the first the week, half. they were supposed to be a 20-point. They favorite. were down at the half. Yeah. Versus Army. They have an NBA guy who who has NBA scouts. Allegedly, right? And they had a. All this dude was all Mac, Peyton Spark. He's all Mac. Two years going, he can't get on the floor, Brandon. He didn't play in the first game. Nope. He didn't. He, I mean, he dressed. He didn't play. John, and you beat Florida Gulf Coast by six, and you oh, beat man. Army by well, eight. Both of these I teams mean. are winless. Still, uh, our the net. Two forty eight and one seventy eight. Not good. Are they gonna make all these teams gonna make the tournament? <laughs> oh. I'm talking about IU included. <laughs> well No, I'm joking. I use strength of schedule. There's what, three hundred and three hundred and some schools. It should turn the, up. Uh, it should turn up here pretty soon. They play Wright State next. Yeah, they play them Thursday, Wright State at home. And then they go they to Square Garden and take on Connecticut. Yeah, it's going to turn up for them. Uh, then they're at home they against Harvard. Win. 
they better get the wins while they can and when they can. Yeah, right now their strength of schedule is number 261, 261st. Um, they are in the final quadrant. The lower quadrant, as Jim Ursay would say, of strength of wow. schedule is where they're at. Um, looking at the flip side of the Hoosiers, um, Boilermakers, we'll hit all our teams here real quick. Uh, Boilermakers yeah. 3-0, beat Sanford, beat Moorhead. Beat a good Xavier team, a decent Xavier team last night. Xavier 22nd in the net. Um, beat them by 12. They play in the Maui Invitational coming up this coming Monday. Uh, at 5 o'clock, they play Gonzaga on Monday night. Um, and they have a chance, John, to either play Tennessee, number one Kansas, UCLA, or number four Marquette still mm-hmm. um, in that in that Maui Classic. And then you've got Texas Southern at home, Northwestern, Iowa, and then you got Alabama, December 9th, and you got number 12, Arizona, uh, who Arizona, John, we'll get to them. Uh, and when it comes to Indy Classic, Jonathan, I'm going to try to get us uh, possibly some credentials for that Arizona, uh, the Ball State one. It just depends what day the Purdue, or sorry, the, the Pittsburgh Colts game is, because it could be the same damn day, and it could be a, a shitstorm that, that day. So uh, downtown mm-hmm. Indy. But, uh, yeah, Boilermakers are sitting there right now, number two in the country. Um, if we look at Ball State, John, they're 1-0. and uh, Technically, they beat Goshen, who was non-Division one. They beat Old Dominion um, on Saturday by five. Mm-hmm. And currently, right now, they're playing another non-Division one school in Oakland City. And Ball State's up by 10 right now for that. They play at Evansville this Saturday. Um, Evansville one and zero to start their year. Um, you know, the Ball State should beat the Evansville, but it should be and a, and a, and, and a team that I, I I'm gonna keep an eye on more this year is uh, they're one and one already. But Notre Dame, Michael Shrewsbury coming over from Penn State, um, mm-hmm. back into the state of Indiana. They beat Niagara by seven. They lost to Western Carolina, a bad one on Saturday, um, up there in South Bend. They they play Thursday night in Brooklyn um, against Auburn. That'll be a decent game to kind of see how they match up um, with Auburn before they kind of get into their ACC SEC challenge. So um, looking for more from from Notre Dame. And then the last one, John, I want to hit where are they at the Sycamores, John, uh, Indiana State. Shout out. Um, they played St. Mary's of the Woods. They won by thirty. Non Division one school. Last Friday night, they went to Tuscaloosa, took on number 24, Alabama. They lost 102-80. to 80. They put up 80 points against, uh, against uh, Alabama. So I consider that a plus. And then right now, they're actually playing um, at home against IUPUI, uh, up 41-18 to 18 right now in the first half on IUPUI. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, a couple of things that we will be uh, me and Brandon will probably check out uh, uh, up close and personal as uh, as our credentials kind of come in. Uh, I know Indiana State they like they're 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 an up tempo team, and that's kind of how they want to play. Um, IUPY has has themselves uh, kind of come out the gate uh, of winning, uh, but like yeah, you know what I'm saying real test for them both of those teams kind of night, and we kind of be interested to see who wins. You know, so who's the fortunate son that kind of went on that game? Because I, uh, I do believe doesn't any any state plays IU in two weeks? I think 
I'm not mistaken or something like that. But but like no nah, man, basketball. No, Indiana State does not play IU. I thought they play okay, Ball State. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the same day of the Indy Classic, the same day Purdue and Arizona play in Indy, Ball State and Indiana State play. Oh man, it's gonna be wild up there. So like, yeah, man, you know, basketball is in almost it's, yeah, it's in full swing. You know what I'm saying? I can't, you know, we'll be losing our minds about that. Yep. Speaking of losing our minds, let's bring our guy on, Decot. What's going on? Heading up oh, down I seventy four. Good evening, gentlemen. No, not <laughs> welcome back. Good, good, good to hear you guys, man. Y'all doing okay? Yeah, doing well. Doing good. Well. Yep. Hey, so I, I came in. I'm hearing hoops, right? So I want to hit on that. So you know, Indiana struggled mightily, um, but that's why you, you you start off with the cupcakes early in the season, right? To to work out the kinks. Uh, I'm hoping this isn't. Um, you know what what they're going to be this year because they they couldn't shoot worth a worth a blank and they couldn't defend worth a blank especially on the pick and roll a little disappointed in that um, at this stage of, of where, where Mike is and with the, the guys he doesn't have a bunch of freshmen coming in uh, he's got some veteran players uh, but they didn't look really good at all especially like I said that pick and roll and uh, and those high screens man mm-hmm. really really bothered them a lot uh, disappointed <clears throat> in that so we'll. We'll see what happens the next go around, um, but I'm hoping when you, you you start off with these cupcakes, you build up like 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 everybody else does, and uh, and hopefully our big guy from Oregon um, can, can do a little bit more than just sit out there and complain can, can complain a lot. So we'll you know we'll, we'll see what what he what he brings to the table when the uh, when the Big Ten season comes up about and he he's playing against um, top end players. But I'm a, little, I'm a little worried about him. I got I got to admit I'm a little worried about him. <laughs> See, you hear that, Brandon? You hear that? That neutrality. I said, I'm a little worried about it. Yeah, guy, I, 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 I would. I texted John. I said, I feel like I'm, a, I'm not being any any facetious against IU, but I said, uh, I feel like I said with him with with this Mike Woodson team in year two, with what he got, I, you got to be deeper than six six guys. You got to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that that always worries me. You know, you know who does that too? Um, um, the Arkansas coach, man, Musselman. He plays yeah. seven guys, maybe eight tops. But it just you can't. I don't know. I'm not gonna say you can't because they they do they know a lot more about this thing than I do. But it's just disappointing seeing guys that could potentially help you. Even even when guys get worn out a little bit, you don't play as well because you're a little tired. Give them a blow, especially in the first half. So. But maybe, but but maybe there's something happening in practice that Mike is seeing, and he said, you know, I, you know, you're not going to, you know, you got you got to earn this stripe. So maybe it's a damn yeah, ugly red sweater. Maybe that ugly red sweater he's wearing. I I swear it doesn't it doesn't look right. I know why he's doing it, but it doesn't fit the same. Does yeah, playing time playing time same. is supposed to be earned. I do remember yeah. that, man. But they playing they playing teams that you know what I'm saying they should necessarily be teeing off on man like the 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 guys that who are like borderline like this is a I don't know this is a teachable moment they they need to yeah. get burned that those are the kind of things in my mind when when I kind yeah, of that, that, before you know what I'm saying before we start jumping off and playing you know what I'm saying the Arizonas of the world and just putting our you know what I'm saying our young guys in the feet of the fire man well they, no they gotta get they gotta get up to that but if you don't if you ain't playing them then how can you expect them yeah. to excel when you need them yeah. you know what I'm saying in, in, in a really crunch time game yeah that and, and it shouldn't have been a crunch game um you, you win by eight at home 
I'm, I'm guessing they take the loss in a neutral court, man, uh, in that game just the other night. I'm, I'm guessing they take yeah. the loss, and I hate saying that, but I think that would have been mm-hmm. a loss on a neutral court. You know, I gotta but, ask you. Uh, go ahead. Uh-huh. I gotta. I thought because no. I thought you you said basketball. I thought you go come in because it hasn't happened in quite some time. The Pacers beat the Milwaukee Bucks, and what hey. you was there, wasn't you? Yeah, me and Red. Yeah, we we were there, man. We were hot, you know. So the, the homie Giannis this, 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 went off for fifty five. Hey, he can have sixty five as long as we get the win. That, and that's what I told Reggie in the first quarter. But yeah, I think he's at twenty four in the first quarter. I said, everybody's like, we're, oh, he's got too many points. I said, but we're winning. That's all that matters. And and so 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 many people are worried about hanging X on a on a team. I, I don't care, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you all sponsor Scott King messages in our chat. Uh-oh. Oh, he's killing the Pacers. So what? <laughs> we went away with a with a W, man. Come on, it doesn't that doesn't move me like it moves others, right? But I do want to say well, real quick, real quick. Go ahead, go yeah, back. go back. Yeah. Is Carlos Knox still at IUPUI? I haven't been following him. As the head coach, no, nah, man. Uh, I, I, one of our good buddies is the head coach down, man. Carlos Knox is like uh, he's uh, he was uh, Knox is back in the I want to say either Tulane. He pack, he back, okay. or he might even be back. Uh, he might be coaching the. I can't remember, man. Don't give me the line, man. Okay. But I think he coached. Okay. But it's cool. I was just, I was just wondering yeah. about that. I just, I wasn't for sure, and I wanted to make sure mm-hmm. I asked because I heard you all speak about IUPUI. Maybe we got to catch a game. He uh, is uh, Carlos Knox. Is the now he's now the University of Notre Dame's director of player development for Michael Shrewsbury. Okay, okay, good for him. Good for him, man. Good for him. But, but, but you know, but, but back to the Pacers, and you know, he got this garbage going on tonight. Back to back games. On the road with the same team. That's what this. That's what this gimmick has created. The, the, it's no. It's, it's not an in-season tournament. It's a gimmick tournament, and, it, and it's oh, re- ridiculously go, horrible. Man. I can't wait till it's. I can't wait till it's over, right? Um, and we'll we'll see what happens. But I'm. But unfortunately, we're gonna get stomped uh, again tonight. Probably Joel Embiid is gonna well, make Miles Turner's bitch once again. They're up. They, I think they were up six when I called in. But again, to your point, though, Brandon, you know, this is you that, that's about not that? a good matchup. That's not a good matchup, and he's not a good matchup for a lot of teams, not just the Pacers. But it's really a bad matchup for the Pacers because your your best defensive, you know, player is kind of like your softest in the in the same sense in the post, right? Um, and then that that's a challenge, you know. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Can't wait for them to get back home and, and get some home cooking because uh, I don't I don't expect them to, to do much tonight. Um, can't watch it anyway because you know. I, five times last year, Decot Pacers had back-to-back games against an opponent, so it wasn't just no, the in-season, but no, it happened no, five no, other not, times. Not on the road. Not on the road. They didn't. Yes. Not on the road. They didn't. Yes. Uh, Saturday, October 29th, and Monday, October 31st, they played both games in Brooklyn. Um, they played both games in Detroit. Uh, hey, I'm looking I, at him right now. I apologize, and that that does. I just I don't remember that being the case last year. And this is just. But, but here's the deal. I guess this March game tonight is a is a tournament game, which is why that's there, right? Well, it's tournament, a tournament game. game, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I just you know maybe that's that's my fault. I I, I take the L on that one, but I, I'm no, not. You're good. No thanks. No thanks. They but, actually had but, two games. They actually had two games last year. Home against the Magic back to back, November nineteenth and November twenty first. 
this just seems odd to me. This just seems really uncomfortable. Oh, it is very that, much. Very you, much. Talk, you know, and, and you know, and maybe I didn't pay as much attention last season, but it, because I'm so I'm so blinded by the tournament because my hatred for the tournament is probably so strong. I miss an easy one, right? So I. Hey, Kyle, what do you think play. of uh, what do you think of Kevin Durant or Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett? What he said about uh, the Pacers? Did you see the clip? No, I, I don't. I don't watch a lot of opinion. So what, what did he say? I don't. Well, you watch our opinions, so. Uh, well, y'all my boys, though. Y'all, y'all, but y'all my boys. He said, uh, he said uh, that the Pacers are one of his funnest, one of his, uh, one of his favorite teams to watch this year, and uh, he lo- he loves all the guys. They're all out there working to play hard. It's a different type of mentality, a different type of team you're seeing out there than what you see with the other NBA teams. Um, and then, but his co-host says. Yeah, they look great on offensively. People are sitting there, Halliburton doing this, because, but they give up a shit ton of points on defense. But you know what? Let me tell you this, right? And, and, and that, that part is accurate. But I'll give you the first piece, right? When I hear these opinion shows and stuff like that, and, and the guys that aren't in, in, in the locker room or aren't following the team, I don't add a lot of value, mm-hmm. good or bad, just to be honest. It doesn't move me much. But the defensive thing is kind of, you know, kind of have me a little myth, right? I'm at the game. These guys are in their stances. The problem is you're talking about possessions, and not just that, but you're talking about possessions. Think back with the Denver Rockets back in the, in the ABA days. I remember, I remember loving watching them come because I knew we were going to score a lot of points. It didn't matter because the way they play creates the opportunity for more points. I would love to see a breakdown of uh, pace of this team playing and how many uh, points the whole game is versus a Pacers team. I just think they have a 15 to, to 25 points higher pace. I mean, those, those guys on scrubs on, 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 on defense, they're playing defense. I just think it's a possession thing, and I could be wrong. I think it's the number of possessions, and I think they're ready to get the ball out the net and go with it, right? But, you, you know, you, you still got to be able – to, and when the time is right, slow that ball down and get a strong possession. Remember I told you guys about the game against the, the, the Bulls. We, we shot ourselves out of that because our mindset is let's get, the, let's get up and down the court as fast as we can. That wasn't that game for them. Did you, speaking of speaking, talking heads, did you all hear what Boston's coach said? He wants a minimum of 53s a game. Did you, uh, it was on, I was listening to NBA radio, and that was with um, – uh, got um um, um was his name? Amino Hassan and I forget the other guy, and he said he, he wanted fifty threes a game. Did y'all hear that? No, I did not. But that's yeah. He, oh, and they were dang. they were clowning him saying that's why why are you putting the type of pressure on guys jacking up threes that way? Right? It was after I think it was after the Philly game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, our our our, uh, our sponsor Scott K Nichols says uh. Until the Pacers play defense, they'll just be a, quote, a fun team. And uh, he says, at DCOT, stop it. Pacers don't give the same effort on defense as they do offense. I t- tell him, because I'm on my phone, tell him, let me know. We can go to a game together. We can sit and watch it. Because I love talking hoops with him. Because, you know what, I know he's emotional about LeBron and all that, and he loves him to death. And I know he's hearing me. But I love talking serious hoops with him. But we got to sit next to each other. We can't do it on the Internet. We got hey man, he, so he, he can't go to a game. He's too busy. He's too busy traveling the world, man. Every time I see him, he's on a beach I, somewhere. 
Hey, but you know he got he he got to come back to Indy sometime soon. And, <laughs> and when he does, he we we got to hook up because again, like I said, when we get to talking serious, just me and him, it's a whole different ball game. And uh, yes, they're not going to put the type of effort on defense because the mindset of that overrated coach, Mister Nine Hundred Wins, get the ball up the court. Because he, cause he understands, oh, I got to make these guys happy because I know my coaching isn't going to make them happy. So let me make them happy by running. What, what you want to make some money? Run? You want to make some money? Uh, how, yeah, I'm sure. Well, hopefully you've been taking these Pacers uh, over-unders because they're 9-1. and one over, over, They've hit the over 9 out of 10 games this year. That, that, that's a good get, man. That's, that's a definitely good get. I, just, I, I, don't, I, don't, I disagree with Scott from the defensive perspective yes they, they're not going to play the type of defense that they play on offense but it's not lackluster if you watch the, they're playing defense it's just not the most it's, it's 60 40 their, their deal is let's get up down the court playing and that Olay. Playing yeah, that Olay yeah, defense. So, well i don't know i would say Olay. i would say oh my so but we'll see what happens uh over the next few weeks i can't mess up i'm gonna reach out to him and let them know, let's, let's figure Because I got the, the 22nd. We might be able to do that game the, the 22nd next Wednesday and uh, see if we can make it have happen. Last minute. Hold on, I got breaking news. Breaking news from the college football universe. John, you better hold on to your hats. Uh, the reports. UCLA is likely to fire head coach Chip Kelly after the USC game. So Chip Kelly will not make it to the Big Ten. He will be fired after the game against USC this weekend. I'll always say, you make sure you can get better. Make sure you can get better. That's all I'm saying. And I don't know who that guy is. Maybe that guy's name, his initials are DS. Who knows, right? Uh, Potentially. (laughs) I don't think that that, that Sanders finishes next uh, after his son leaves. I don't think he finishes one more season at, at Colorado. Woo! And, and and that's not like some some earth shattering news. Come on, there's a lot. He'll of be there. His kids back. are going to be there at least for another season. No, no, no. I said after uh, whatever, whichever. I think should do the the youngest the the, the safety. He's the younger of the two. And, and I heard Jonathan Birdsong was going to pay. He was going to get a loan out. And John the Birdsong was going to pay whatever it took to get Deion Sanders up there to West Lafayette. He don't have to change his colors at all from Colorado. He can keep the same colors. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, it, 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 of course, it'll be interesting, right, to see what, what how it all shakes out. But I, he's not long for that place. Jonathan, what do you, what, what say you? What, what, what do you say Deion's next stop is? John's on the line, but I'm not hearing him. I don't know if he's got us on mute. I'm not, I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing him either. Well, he can hear us. So, so listen. Let's. Uh, I, I don't want to hog off everybody's time. College football, Brandon. Yeah. I know you can mark to the tape. It was week three. You all, you all beat me up verbally. Um, yep. I had to hide for two weeks from about my guys. I said I wouldn't be surprised if you see him in that SEC title game holding that trophy up. I, it wouldn't surprise man. me, man. Milrow has, has has been exactly what I said. As the season goes, he's going to get better. And I'm going to tell you this. A lot of people knock the offensive coordinator from, from Tommy Reese. 
but he's fed him. He's fed him nice and slow. And if you saw that game, I didn't see any of the Kentucky game. I was uh, I was doing my Veterans Day stuff, but I got a feeling that that, that there's something, there's something there. And it wouldn't like I'm not saying they're a national title, but if, if they win that SEC game and get in the playoffs, uh, it's only four teams. It's not 20 teams. Yeah. So uh, no, I, I've got them. They're plus money right now to put them in the college football playoff, which I think is crazy that they're plus money. Um, because I can easily see them go in and call. I kind of want them to beat Georgia just because I want chaos the final year yeah, of the yeah. uh, of of this four teamer. I I want chaos, and I, I sent John a tweet. I'll, I'll Let me ask you this, Decot. I sent him a tweet or or a text. I may have hit him a text. Let me find that text. So I did a hypothetical, and the hypothetical I had to him was. Give me a second here. I just had it. Damn it. It is uh where are you at? Where are you at? Uh your big yeah, your Big Ten champion, whether it be Michigan or Ohio State, whoever whoever wins that game. You've got Florida State, ACC champ, undefeated. You have Oregon, say Oregon beats Washington, so they're twelve and one, Pac twelve champ. Texas, your big twelve champ at twelve and one. Bama, your SEC champ at twelve and one. Georgia, twelve and one, SEC runner up. Washington, twelve and one as your runner up. And then Ohio State or Michigan, whoever loses, is twelve and one. Uh, there's going to be some teams left out of the dance there. And I told John, that's real chaos. I don't think Texas is going to make it. I really don't. I don't even think I have Texas and Florida State, even an undefeated Florida State. I have them out. I would say this. I would say this, right? Um, the Texas win, they're hanging – they're hoping that Bama runs the table, obviously, because that's going to strengthen their deal and and their, and their story. But what, what I would say is this, and, and, and even I think if to, to the point of what you just said, with if Florida State stays undefeated, um, Texas wins out, uh, Oregon State – or Oregon State, Oregon wins out, or Washington wins out, either or, um, I, I don't see Bama getting in there, and not because of you know what you know skill or whatever. I just think it's Bama fatigue, man. I think it's Bama fatigue. People want to see something new. They're tired of Georgia already too, right? Because I think Georgia. I think there's plenty of Georgia fatigue too. Yeah, right, but, but it's but, but it's, it's ten times as much Bama fatigue, right? Because of the you talk about the last seventeen years. But 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 my my pain is with that. Somebody's going to get left out no matter what. And if oh, you yeah. can go to 12 teams next year, I promise you, guess what's going to happen? Somebody's going to get left out. Think about what happens in March. We're complaining about the 60-15, man. So people got to pump their brakes. Oh, I can't believe this happened. Settle down. Stop listening to all those, those long-winded talk shows. The, the disrespect is real. Everybody can't get in, man. And I'm going to tell you, Bama can run the table. They can beat Georgia. But what you just said happened, Brandon, with, with those teams winning, Bama's not in. Bama's not, and, um, I would, I, and it wouldn't surprise me if they if they put Georgia in. It wouldn't surprise me. Does uh, that's just my thought. With 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 the Chip Kelly news out of UCLA, likely, and I know you'd like to see you say you'd like to see Dion maybe head out that out there. But if they don't go that route, could we see a who just got terminated, a Jimbo Fisher? Take his seventy-six million and well, head out there to UCLA. It's money there in Texas because that oil money is real, right? That oil money, and then you're being in the SEC, and then you know Dion's done a lot of talking, 
let's see if you're going to back it up. Because remember he said he felt he was the best coach in the country, right? Uh, remember he said that, I, I, I felt I'm the best. Oh, okay. If you feel you're the best, take UCLA or A&M. That's what, that's what I say. Can, like, you know, I don't can, think he's going to leave. Yeah, can Jimbo, can Jimbo take a uh, SEC scheme of Texas A&M, whether it worked or not? Can he take that and be successful in the, well, I mean, the Pac-12, I mean, by the time he gets there, it's going to be the Big Ten. But can he take that up into the Big Ten and possibly be successful? Man, I think a lot of smoke and mirrors with Jimbo, man. I think he owes that he owes half that seventy five million to, to to Nick. I mean, I, I just <laughs> I, I've never been I've never been a Jimbo guy. You know, when he was you know assistant coach for for Nick, and that's fine. But when he was in Florida State, I just, he talks all fast. He he talks confused. He never yeah. makes a to me a point that's clear and concise. He just always ran. Remember, he says, "Oh, that guy told me he said I bought players." Blah blah blah. blah. He goes on. Ask anybody ever work with him? Well, you you worked with him. Did what, what did Dion did Dion take Colorado a year too soon because Zach Arnett just got fired from Mississippi State, and that's yeah, not too far yeah. from Jackson State. That could have been a good marriage, possibly. But you know the thing about the the the, the Mississippi State deal. Arnett was never going to be the guy. I, no. I, have, uh, 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 I have someone that I'm familiar with that's in the Mississippi State, you know, family uh, director of uh, director of alumni services. He was uh, alienating people his first month in because he's so intense, he's so fired up, and he didn't come in like a head coach. He came in like I've got something to prove. I'm a defensive coordinator, and I'm gonna show you. But what he did, he came behind Mike Leach, who's an easygoing, yeah, he's yep. a you know, those other things, that's fine. But he was a likable personality. Arnett has never been a likable personality. And and he, he and what he did, he prided himself on that, to put himself in that position. He was never going to be that guy, man, unless they would have came out with 9-3 and three this year or something like that. He was never going to be that guy. But I don't know that Dion goes back to Mississippi after leaving Jackson saying, yes, it's a step up. However, it, it, the thought process is it could be a step you know, it could be a, 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 a building block for Dion, right? Right. To see what goes on. And he could say, hey, I'm back in Mississippi. Here I go. Well, let me I ask you another one. Oh, yeah. The talent's there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and, and I don't know where John has went. John's lost the call. I don't know where the hell he's at. If he fell asleep, I don't know. Um, so I like talk, I'm talking college football with Decot. Maybe this is a, the Reef and Decot show. I don't know. Maybe you know what? You know, hey, it sounds pretty good. Let's <laughs> let me uh, let me ask you this: State fires their offensive coordinator. They're getting ready to have their seventh offensive coordinator since James Franklin's been the head coach. I'm starting to believe it's not an offensive coordinator problem. I think it's the There's head no of the starting. table. There's no starting, bro. We talked about this, too. James Franklin, he panicked in the first quarter, uh, and he never recovered, right? He just And he's never brought in a quarterback that can be not just a dual-threat guy, but a guy that can make a difference. He wants a game manager at quarterback because he's at Penn State. He better go down south and get one of those, those young cats that can do it all. He hasn't had that do-it-all guy. Yeah, he's got the running back. Yeah, he's got the linebacker. Yeah, he's got the defensive backs. But that quarterback position in the Big Ten, you, 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 it's not just a game manager anymore, even in the Big Ten. 
those guys are still scoring 25 to 30 points a game. So I, oh, yeah. I think I'm not saying fire the guy James Franklin. That's not that's not cool to say that. But him being there, he, he you know he's give, been given an opportunity, obviously a big opportunity. And if, if they're okay with nine and three, okay, fine, keep him there. That's what I would say. What yeah. what do you want, Penn State? Do you do? Are you okay they, with nine and three? They want to beat Michigan. They haven't done that in forever. Well, in, in that case, I, I was unless you got somebody else coming in the Happy Valley, uh, the white uniforms, um, the the you know the the the, the fighting Joe Paternos. I, I don't know that you look you you look for somebody else. I mean, I think there's there's a ceiling where he's at, but I don't know who you grab to punch through that ceiling, though, man. Right? Is it Chip Kelly? Is it Chip uh, Kelly? You, you know, I, I mean, you gotta have, you gotta have somebody with a quarterback, man, that that has a quarterback mindset, and I don't know that that Franklin does. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I was looking at candidates uh, for Texas A and M, possibly. And, you know, there, there, there's, there's four names I have on my list who could be possible candidates for this position. I've got Dan Lanning at Oregon, even though I don't know why he would leave Oregon for Texas uh, A&M unless he doesn't want the income tax, and I can understand that. Right. Money. Uh, I don't think Texas A&M is stupid enough to go the Florida State route again like they did with Jimbo and go get Norvell. Um, because I don't, I don't think they would Norvell. He may jump if he was offered, but I don't think they, they're going to do that again. I'm um, going that route. Um, you could throw the name out yeah. there, but I, I, I've seen a couple reports of Lane Kiffin, but I just don't see Lane Kiffin going to A&M. I think he's got what he's got at Ole Miss and it, it's good enough for him to stay there. But I think Mike Elko from Duke, he was the old defensive coordinator for A&M previously. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect marriage. But you, but you know, the thing about Elko, right, it, it, it kind of reminds me of James Franklin. You're in a school with higher academics, you know, and also my, my man, also yeah. Ty Willingham in Stanford. You, you got that, you've got that platform, right? And, yes, you've overachieved in where you had – you don't have any, you know, any real pressure on you as a, as, as a CEO of those schools. That's going to change, man, whenever, wherever you go elsewhere. And, and I haven't seen those guys – from Tide, like you said, Elko. Also, you're talking about uh, who else? Uh, escaping right now. But those guys leaving those schools where the, the expectations um, aren't. Uh, Brady Hoke, Brady Hoke, Brady yeah. Hoke. Um, um, and, and, you know, and also the, the guy from from West Virginia who went to Michigan. Uh, um, Rich Rod. Uh, yes. The, the expectations weren't there, and you're able to exceed those based off of the expectations. Well, that's going to ramp up about 50%. And where do you stand? You've got to find some guys that are assistant coaches. They're like, you know, hey, I'm that dude recruiting-wise. I'm that guy with my offensive scheme. If you don't do that, you're, you're, you're toast. And I, I don't see any of those guys we just talked about being the guy because of just that from an expectation perspective. Do you, and, you know, feel – yeah, I, I agree with that. I, um, like you said, I just don't know talent pool, who else the hell's out there that you would feel comfortable with. you you, you got to go risk on a guy, right? you got to go risk a guy. You, you, yeah. you remember, you know, when, when Brian Kelly came from with Central Michigan, right, then he, uh, uh, then he went to Cincinnati. Um, you, you need somebody at ground up, right, uh, not at a school where he's overachieving, 
Uh, the, the guy from from Minnesota, the the the, the tie and sweater guy. Um, oh, um, he, yeah, row the boat. Uh, yeah, he he. But you know what? Minnesota's done nothing. Again, he didn't have the pressures either, right? And look, I bet you Minnesota's probably a five hundred team when him as coach. Mel Tucker's available. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my man Mel, man. Uh I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing him back down uh down in Tuscaloosa, man. Uh, I would I wouldn't have a problem with that. But with with that baggage that he has, I don't think that's gonna happen. But the word came out that, that young lady set him up big time, so Damn. Uh, Damn. I th- I think I think I think he has an opportunity, but maybe not, not down there in Tuscaloosa, but maybe elsewhere in the next couple of years. But Harbaugh suspension. Yeah, Harbaugh suspension. Uh, too less, too much, not enough. Do we need more? I, I feel like it should have been, from my perspective, a monetary um, uh, issue, not just a game suspension, right? So, I, and again, I don't know. I mean, you could say $10 million in Michigan. Is that too much? I don't know. But I thought monetary and scholarships. And here's why I say that. I'm not a Michigan fan. But let's be honest here. Those head coaches, you may not be pulling the trigger, but you know who shot the gun. And for them to say he was a rogue guy, those guys, he's making, what, 30000 a year? I promise you, he's not doing anything rogue. Let's be, let's be honest here, right? You're, you're, you know, those guys that, that you know, are not coaches that are analysts or what have you, about 30000 a year is where they're at. He ain't doing yep. that by himself, man. And, and that's my concern. He, you know, of course, the Michigan faithful, oh, no, we're just – it's a witch hunt, and, 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 and that sounds great to think. But at the end of the day, man, you know, you can say, hey, my fingerprints aren't on the gun, and I didn't give the bullet. That's, yeah. that's great. You can, you can rest on that. But I believe this is Harbaugh's last year regardless in Michigan. I do. I, think I agree as well. I don't think he's got as much talent coming in next year as what he's got now, so he might as well strike while the iron's yeah. hot. Yeah, sure. and so then you can say, I told you so. Or if he loses, he says, well, we were going through so much, we couldn't overcome it, right? So it's a, it's a win-win for him, in my, in my humble opinion. He can't lose yeah. in his case because he's going to be the professional victim. Let me ask you this, because okay. I don't have my co-host with me, so you're the, you're the temp co-host tonight. We, we, roll, we rolling, baby. We rolling. Um, I got to know, man. Philadelphia, I'm going to go back to the association. Philadelphia 76ers, undefeated since the Harden trade. Clippers, winless since the Harden trade. Addition what a cancer he is. Uh, addition by subtraction, right? The guy said that he was never given the reign in Philadelphia. Uh, Daryl Morey handpicked him. Uh, he plugged himself out of Brooklyn. Well, I said Brooklyn. I'm sorry. Out of New Jersey, put himself <laughs> into Philadelphia, uh, and had the audacity to say he wasn't supported the way he needed to be supported. If, if that isn't the uh, the coup de gras, there is none. So yeah, that yeah. that was painful to me, man. Seeing that real talk, that was, so bad. that was very so bad. I, I watched yeah, the Clippers I, the other night against Memphis. My God. This the team was discombobulated, and I, and I tell you this is funny you say that, Brandon. You know, speaking of of the Clippers, and you know, and and you, you do you see the Jerry West interview on the podcast with uh, PG thirteen or PG twelve, whatever the hell his name is now. <laughs> uh, he, he, said, he said he said to him, "I don't understand how players of your magnitude, yourself and Kawhi, can only play forty percent of the game." That's that's not and PG was stunned. 
I forget exactly what he said. It was that, you know, oh, you're um, her, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I don't see it happen because their mindset is when it hurts, I got to get out the game, right? When it hurts, right. I got to get out. And, and I think that's a mentality to have. It's, you know, they talk about football. You got to have that tough mentality, run the ball mentality. Well, that, their mentality is when it hurts, I'm done. And, and unfortunately yeah. for, for the, the Clipper fans, I don't, I don't see I don't see any win. Yeah, you got four really talented guys, but you got four really talented guys if this were, you know, 2015, but it's not. This is 2023. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, that's my pain for them, man. Pacers up at halftime against the 76ers. Tyrese Halliburton at the half, 20 points, six assists, zero turnovers, seven of 10 shooting, six of eight from three. He's smart, man. He's a smart dude. If you watch him, and, and Scott will agree with me on this, you watch Halliburton, he's a difference maker. He, he's not just – he's not the fastest guy, tallest. He's not the quickest. But that dude makes such great decisions when the ball is in his hand. And that's why Chicago jumped him when they were here and took the ball out of his hand. He, he, he's, such, he's such a facilitator slash difference maker. You know, it, it's such a drop when, he, when he's out of the game, man. Um, and so, this, yeah. So this he, court he, is ridiculous. The red court? Yeah. I just can't – I can't even – my eyes are hurting watching this. Yeah, it, it's definitely painful, man. I, I, I'll, I'll admit that. But, but you know, the, the thing with, with, with that, right, you know, the Pacers, they played really well in the first half. Watch this third quarter. They, you know, feel like the, the crowd will get behind them a little bit. They'll get on a little run. Rick will do his fast timeout, walking like he's mad at the world. And then <laughs> you watch the players when they slump out, right, when they say, damn, man, you know, you know, get, you know don't, don't be so this on us, right? And and that's what I think, you know, probably going to happen again. But Tal- High- Halliburton can't play 40 minutes a game, though. You know, you've got to no. you've got to develop a, a, a type of scheme that's going to allow him to play 35 minutes a game, not 40 minutes a game. So, you know, what is his five minutes? That's that's five minutes at an NBA pace, not five minutes, you know, at a, at a, at a, at a high school basketball pace. That's right. what I believe. And I and I hate to say this, I think McTryhard um, it would be a, a great a great person when Halliburton is playing. Not when he's out, he does he, he doesn't move the needle. And I'm talking about McTryhard's about um, um, uh, McConnell. Remember, uh, yeah, McConnell. Yeah, TJ TJ McConnell. That's what I uh, mean. He, he, Sixers are. I just looked up the spread for the third quarter. Sixers minus three and a half for the third quarter. Yeah. That, yep, that's about right. Yep, yep. Because it's going to happen, man. It's going to happen. And if I, I'm not one of those betters that bets, you know, quarters have that much. Uh, but if I was one of those guys, I, 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 I'd dump a load, man, on, uh, on the Sixers and then covering that three and a half. Uh, they just, yeah. they, you know, I don't know what they talk about at the halftime, but it just doesn't come, it doesn't, you know, re, you know, resonate in the third quarter. Versus Nate McMillan, when he was coaching, third quarter was the Pacers' best quarter. So what, what does that yeah. what does that mean, right? What, what are we talking about at halftime, right? So uh, I, I believe that you know if the game is tight, uh, the Pacers have a chance, but they've got to keep it tight. If it's six, eight, you know, like that, ten, uh, Pacers don't have a chance to win because I just I just don't believe they have the resolve right now uh, to you know because they're going to be jack up those threes. You got to slow it down when it's necessary. You can't say, well, this yeah. is just how we do. This is what we're going to do. Uh, and that's what they did against Chicago. That's what got them beat. You know, you leave oh, yeah. for the first 
you know, 40 and then minutes game. You could tell on that game uh, with Halliburton, he was trying too hard to make something, and that's where he lost the ball. And uh, yeah. it was just yeah. like, dude, pass the ball there at that point. You've cut all the hell for way too long. Uh, but he'll yeah. he'll get more. He's still young. He'll develop. And, uh, well, and, and I, I will tell you, I am, I, I am a little not concerned, but I'm a little – I feel like Ben Matherin has taken a little bit of a step back from where he was at last year. That's all for It's funny. My neighbor, my neighbor, my neighbor Tyrone said the exact same thing. He, he, uh, he said the exact same thing. That's why they have to have a conversation between him uh, and Mister Nine Hundred. I mean, it's too early in the season to be having a a a, a one on one conversation with your coach, um, and you're in the right. starting lineup. I think I think he feels he's got some things to prove. I think he feels like he's he's got to show, hey, I'm the man. Similar. So when Austin Crozier got the starting position uh, years ago, when the when, when the Pacers were were, were were doing their thing, and he got into the, I think it was Isaiah's first year, and he wasn't the same. It's different, man. You're not playing against the same type of talent and guys, um, and you got to understand that he's got to be a smarter guy, um, rushing rushing shots. Now I'm not gonna say threes. He doesn't shoot a whole lot of threes, but he rushes a lot of shots, and I think yeah. he's trying to prove himself. You know, uh, Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill need to uh, start shooting better. I tell you what, or he'll find himself uh, like uh, what was the kid? Uh, I forget his name. Um, I forget his name. But you know, if he's not hitting threes, Buddy Hill, I, I understand he's one of the fan favorites, but he he can't be in the game playing twenty minutes a game if he's not hitting threes, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and that's that's my thought on, on Buddy. I like him. The guys, you know, are, 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 you know, you know. Chase Buddinger, that's his name. Remember Chase oh, yeah. Buddinger? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's who, that's who Buddy Hill's going to turn into if he don't start hitting shots. Yeah. So, um, I understand you got things to prove. He, he, this is his last year of a $19 million deal. Um, you, should have a, you, you should have a little bit more gumption to you to, to, to make some of those shots, man. And right now, I, don't, I think he's pressing a little bit, too, because he's not comfortable in coming off the bench. Yeah. Remember, that's why he was allowed – to, to seek a trade, he he wasn't a fan of coming off the bench. So, I, you know, who knows what what will and won't happen. But I, if, if something doesn't fix between that Ben and you know and and Buddy and and and, and Obi Toppin, I was really happy with Obi Toppin. Um, he's got he's got to play better on defense. He's got 14 end. points tonight so far. So. Uh, I've been on his ass all year, unfortunately. I've been yeah. on his ass, and John will be the first. I'm with you there, man, and, and he, he's got to do something about that. And if not, um, I, I, do you do you put in you know Isaiah to, to get some of his minutes? Washington, the guy plays uh, defense all the time. Yeah, I think the problem is you lose a little bit of that offensive spark when you need it. When you take him out, that corner three, it kind of spaces out the the rest of the court. That's where my concern is doing that. But um, and I'm, I'm with you 100. percent But you know, the, the flip side is that you know, does, does someone else step up? Because to your point, to Scott's point, you gotta you gotta stop somebody at some at some point, right? And I think Isaiah has earned a little bit more playing time, man, with big blocks yeah. and, and you know, and, and going after it hard. I'm not saying he's a 30 minute a game guy, but um, you know, give Obi Toppin through the you know, you know, the next 10, 15 games. We're not gonna just throw him to the trash right now. But I definitely think it needs to be looked at for sure. Uh, last thing, uh, Bruce Brown, he came out that first night, 24 points. Um, 
in the last nine games, he's only touched double figures three times. So he's he's you know why six you know why because he's sitting in the corner waiting on a shot. He's sitting in the corner waiting on a shot, man. He he's got to be that guy that he was not you know necessarily exactly like that guy he was in Denver, but what got him paid and what got him floor time wasn't spotting up. His defensive prowess, right, able to guard the two, three, or four, and and his heart. And I just haven't seen a lot of that, you know. I mean, we threw uh-huh. a bag at him, uh, but the great thing about it is, if he doesn't, if it doesn't turn around, it's only a one-year deal because the Pacers have the option, team option, on year two. Yep. Yeah, totally agree so, with that. So, so yeah. if you look at it that way, you got him on last year, you got Obi on last year. And, and and you've got you know um, our, our our two guard uh, last year, um, so maybe you know this isn't the way the team's going to look next year. That's three guys right there that may not be there who are who are key contributors to your team currently. If you think about that, and I know you know most Pacers fans don't want to hear that, but they're all you know Buddy last year, Obi last year, and Bruce. I mean it can be his last year. Yeah, you have plenty to. So, and really, we we haven't even touched yet Darius Walker and what what he can do. As yeah. he'll be the yeah. product. Well, we we hope you know. And again, I knew that at the beginning of the year he wasn't going to get a lot of floor, right? And, and that's fine. But if things aren't working, you 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 got him for five years. Um, it, it's worth taking a look and see what we can come up with with, with him. And I, I think he seemed like a good good young man. You know, you know, he's got a, a positive disposition about him, which I love. Uh, but it's easy to have a positive disposition when you're a rookie and you're around a lot of vets, and you know, and, and they're telling you, you know, what how to act, right? But I say throw him in there and, and, and you know, in garbage time and, and, and see what he can do. Uh, not you know, mid game or anything like that, but garbage time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think, I think especially when you're if you're getting blown out or you're up big, let's get the guy some run. I mean. We don't hear what he does in practice as as much, and is he getting enough run in practice? Is it does he look lost out there? Is he not picking up the the NBA lifestyle speed? But you think you would get that when you're doing your scouting before the draft on a guy when you well, bring you him would, in and he's in the combine. Yeah, you would hope yeah. if you have the right scouts in there. But but you just never know, man. In today's climate, I mean, he could be he could have one of the best attitudes, you know, that we've got out there and we would never know it. Or he could have the worst attitude and, and, and we would never know it, right? Because uh, those right. things just don't leak out uh, in Banker's life like they do in other, in other, uh, in other places. And it should you stay in-house. It should. You, got, yeah, you see the trouble with Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but ho- hopefully it, it turns around. Hopefully I, w- I would love for him to get a win tonight, even though I don't like this, this janky-ass tournament. Uh, I would love for him to get a win tonight and get some momentum going into the holidays and see what happens, man, for sure. Yeah, I'm uh, hoping they win tonight, but I uh, would not be surprised if this, quote, in-season tournament, there's some home cooking towards the, uh, <laughs> towards the end oh, of the absolutely. game. Oh, absolutely. Think about it, man. Well, hey, did you see the, the, the article today? I think it was on ESPN.com, and they showed the, the, the Sixers record and, and the Denver Rockets. I say Rockets because that's, that's my thinking. Uh, record and said we want to see Embiid and the Russian in their prime, uh, <laughs> and, and that's what people want, man. That's what people want. I know he's not Russian, but you know, I'm, uh, right. you know, Jokic. I, I think people want to see that to the point of where, hey, man, it's about money. What do you think about this tournament? It's money. 
So they're not going to turn their back on money if there was an opportunity to have the two guys who were neck and neck for the MVP last year. You know, fans are divided. Jokic wins it. You know, MB, I said Jokic. Embiid wins it, and, and a lot of people say Jokic got robbed. So it, it wouldn't surprise me at all, man. That's why this, this home cooking thing, that's why we got to get some, some wins under our belt, some 50-win seasons, so we can have some of that cachet that some of these other teams have. Sounds good. Decot, appreciate you uh, joining me tonight and uh, being my, the, the, my running mate, my wingman. I don't know. Always. My other wingman must have fouled out or something. I don't know what the hell's going on. No, no worries, man. Hope, hope, hope my man is good to go. But if you need me, man, in a pinch, you can always call me, man. I'm always in, man, for sure. Beautiful. Thanks, D-Kai. Have a great night, and uh, uh, good luck to your bets. And always remember, Red 9. <laughs> always, man. No doubt. Right next to 30, baby. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right. That's our guy, D-Kai. Uh, got about 30 minutes. We had about 30 minutes left in the show tonight, folks. And uh, – I'm not sure where my co-host went to. JB was on the call, and we talked to Decot. JB started talking, and then Decot kind of started going into his thing, and uh, we lost Jonathan. And I don't know where he was at. I don't know if the phone issues. He was still on the line, uh, but didn't hear from him. Uh, not sure what happened with John, so... Uh, but we hit a lot of topics with DCOT that I was going to hit with Jonathan tonight um, with college football, uh, the Jimbo Fisher, the the firings of there, when, uh, and such. We got the playoff rankings are going to be out in the next 35 minutes or so. But we talked Pacers. I talked NBA. Um, the only thing I haven't really talked about is the Undertaker's One Dead Man Show review. And I kind of wanted to talk with Jonathan about that. And, um, you know, college pick them, people. College Pick'em, myself, Jonathan, and Tanner. Tanner wasn't going to be on tonight, so we're not going to get his picks. We're not going to do my picks or or John's picks on uh, apparently on here tonight. So you'll have to look for our picks be live um, up on the Facebook page, Twitter account. Um, we'll have our College Pick'em picks uh, on there uh, for next week. So we'll, Or for this week, we'll have it up there. I'll probably end up having them up there Thursday or so. I can get picks from John and them still. We'll get that up there. Undertaker Dead Man show. Uh, real quick, I'll just talk about that real quick. Great show. No cell phones in there. You had to put them in a pouch, which it was a cool experience to kind of just disconnect from the world for two hours um, and not have your phone and your phone near you and it's always going alerts and all that shit. It was good not to have that. Undertaker went through a lot of stories. Uh, he started off talking about WrestleMania 8. He was here at the Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis. His opponent, Jake Roberts. So he kind of went into stories about Jake Roberts, uh, up and down the road with Jake Roberts, um, those type of things. Um, he talked about the wrestling business now and where it's been, as well as she maneuvers. see all the time in AEW and stuff, the false finishes. He talked about that. talked about Vince McMahon very candidly, um, which is great to see. I'm not going to go into all the big stories because that's what you pay to go see. So... Um, but there was a great time, great Q&A. I actually got a Undertaker hat, uh, the actual rest in peace hat that he has uh, with the purple band. I, I, bro, it was sitting there at the concession line. I had to, I had to get the hat, so it's all part of the memorabilia. It's on the wall, so had to get that hat. Um, 
but no, it was it was a great, great, uh, great opportunity, great show. A um, little bit of housekeeping, real quick. Next week's show will be on Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving. We'll give you a little Thanksgiving Eve special show. So that way, the night before, as you're drinking your bourbon and whatnot, and preparing the cooking, we'll give you your show on Wednesday night, uh, most likely, maybe Tuesday night. But right now, we have a schedule for Wednesday. And then on your drive to Thanksgiving on Thursday, just put us on. Put us on. Listen to the show next next Thursday night. I mean, what's better, right? Going to family. Listen to our chaos before you go to your family's chaos. So great opportunity for that. But um, I don't know where JB's at. Uh, thank you, DCOT, for calling in. DCOT, thank you for being the fill-in host with me tonight um, as we hit up all these topics. Um, we'll have our pickums and stuff out later this week. Remember, always remember, the conversation will always continue on Facebook. The conversation will always continue on Twitter, at Brandon Reef, at Three Foolish Men, for Jonathan and at Crossroads Sports uh, on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram as well. Um, I want to thank our sponsor, Scott K. Nichols, State Farm Insurance. And I also want to thank our sponsor, Mavericks Custer Motorsports. Where would we be without both of you guys being our sponsors? We thank you. Thank you as well. Uh, please check them out yeah, for all your needs. Uh, Scott K. Nichols, like I said, thank you for what, all that you do. I uh, love that you tune into the show as well. Uh, thank you for believing in our product and what we do. Um, other than that, I don't have anything else this evening. Maybe me and myself and Jonathan will do a mini show later this week with the catch up on some things we didn't get to tonight. Um, I don't know where John's at. MIA. We'll, we'll see. But uh, thank you guys for everybody. Uh, tune in, Twitter, Facebook, continue the conversation. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you guys all again next week. Thanks for listening to the Crossroads Sports Radio Show. You can find more episodes on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Be sure to like and subscribe for more Crossroads Sports content. You know that feeling. It's the feeling of fall. It's the feeling of meeting up with friends at your favorite cozy restaurant to share delicious food and stories. It's also the feeling of discovering something new, whether it's a new brewery, boutique, or bistro. If you're looking for that feeling, you can find it downtown. That's because downtown Indy is more than the mile square. Explore everything that's happening at downtownindy.org slash explore. The holidays start here at Kroger with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. You could do a classic herb-roasted turkey or spice it up and make turkey tacos. Serve up a go-to shrimp cocktail or use Simple Truth wild-caught shrimp for your first Cajun risotto. Make creamy mac and cheese or a spinach artichoke fondue from our selection of Murray's cheese. No matter how you shop, Kroger has all the freshest ingredients to embrace all your holiday traditions. Kroger, fresh for everyone.